0: Welcome to the T2 Hubcast. Join Martin, Dave, Spencer and guests as they discuss all things personal and professional development. The T2 Hubcast, brought to you by the People Performance People.
1: So, welcome to another T2 Hubcast with me, Martin Johnson and... and me, Spencer Locker. It's Spencer Locker, he returns, he returns. So... Spencer you've been doing a lot of work recently or for your sins either that or because I've railroaded you into it <laughs> <laughs> but you've been doing a lot of work for the hub and for our customers around organizational change and organizational design and and a lot of these uh, high level topics around on from the leadership perspective. Mm. But one of the things I wanted to jump on today and pick your brains on mm. uh, for the listeners was uh, a little bit around change, because we're getting yeah. a lot of customers asking about, not even asking a question, they're, they're more or less venting mm. uh, how, how much they are struggling with change programs. Yes, yeah. Or more specifically, how much they struggle to communicate change, to just execute change in general. Yeah, yeah. So I guess you've been doing a bit on it, so yeah. I just... I just wanted to pick your brains and I wanted to see if we can share some real insight with the listeners today. If if anybody's out there listening and you've got a program on or a project or an initiative, uh, whether it's a transformation or innovation project or whatever, which requires a big step change in the business, Mm. how can we help you with that? How can we help you take some steps forward, if that makes sense? So I guess first question then, Spence. Yeah what are the fundamentals of communicating change? Because it does seem like the communication element is what most people struggle with. Yes,
0: and and uh, as much as I don't like to be pinned down and make certain statements because of who I am and what I do, <laughs> um, it is uh, vital that to achieve a successful change uh, and, and make that change sustainable, hmm. we need to be using effective communication to to for this to happen when we start looking at things like um organizational design organizational redesign um basically people look at that separate change management but the thing is design and redesign are change mm. it's all about change um you you're moving from one uh, position to another position yeah. uh, whether that change is in products, whether it's in process, whether it's in technology, whether it's a, a marketplace um, d- derived thing, because you're trying to um, shift in the marketplace. Yeah. yeah. Um, once you identify uh, a potential weakness or, or something that you want to explore, um, then yeah, you, you start changing this design uh, within, within the company. Uh, and this uh, organizational design may not be organization wide. It may be a specific thing within a specific area, uh, area, yeah. area of the yeah. company company um but the thing is uh, i mean we've done we we uh, the royal we <laughs> have done a lot of these um these uh pathways on the hub uh and it's really opened my eyes i mean I, I i was pretty happy and confident with my knowledge beforehand um but it's really opened my eyes to the amount of bobbins that's out there uh <laughs> that all these i mean all the when you start looking at this all oh, the three steps for this the five steps for this the seven steps for this the eight step and and it's all the same thing but given different words and either expanded to make it bigger and look more professional or condensed to make it quicker and more attractive mm. and when somebody's looking at change changing the company change um, when when it's organizational design redesign structural redesign whatever it needs to be planned correctly and part of that planning it's gonna take time, but part of that planning has to ensure that everybody
1: knows what's going on. And that's communication. Yeah. And and just just to sort of add a precast to this as well, Spence, because there's a there's a pathway I've written and there's a message that I always give to businesses in, 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 around this. And let's start before I, I bring you back in on the mm. communication aspect is you know, people confuse the terminologies change with things like transformation and innovation, et cetera. That's a really good point. And to, to sort of, we talk about this in a pathway, but just to sort of, you know, for our listeners, just to clarify it, you need to understand what we're talking around when we say about change, right? So let me just give you the definition. So for example, in an organization, an innovation project, mm. whether it's around design or strategic level or products and services or structural or whatever it might be, an innovation project, Project is when you are completely rethinking or reimagining the way something is achieved. Mm. So it's like ripping up the the rule book and doing something in a completely different way. Yeah. Right. That's an innovation. It's completely reimagining or or rethinking something. A transformation project or initiative Mm. is when you are starting at point A and you want to get to point C. Yeah. And you therefore say we've already do some, we already do something in a certain way, or we already have something to a certain caliber or standard, but we want to improve and transform it. Yeah. Which means we're going to go on this journey. We need to know, we know where we are, we know where we're heading. And that's transformation is the journey of getting there. Mm. Whereas change, Mm. change is fundamentally can apply to most redesigns or innovations or transformations, but change is the process of Communicating um, and executing, but from a technological perspective, from yeah. a process perspective, and from a people perspective, yeah. executing that journey or that innovation or yeah. that transformation. So <clears> change <throat> is a little bit more of the the how, yeah, how you manage the change mm. of this time, and that's why you, I, I'm guessing, is starting with communication it's all built around that right Well
0: very much so I mean when you start talking about changing process changing technology, there's going to be something motivating that there's going to be a reason for that and that's that reason is going to be pretty obvious to to you uh, and, and uh, the stakeholders and the um, all the people that, that, that are let, let's say the top end of the organization there's going to be a, it's going to be pretty straightforward. So you've got the technology, yeah. You you've analyzed the process and you're gonna change it for better or well, obviously for better, and then you say for better or worse, yeah. but for better. So that leaves the people, doesn't it? Mm. So what we're gonna do about communi- communicating the
1: change to people? Right. So let me ask you a question. Yeah. So is a consistent message across all mediums, is that the right way? Does that work?
0: Uh, consistency. About consistency? There is a consistency, but it's not as straightforward as just being consistent because consistent suggests to people that one blanket
1: statement will do the job. Yeah, so we know this time and time again. Organizations have a new – they launch a new product or service yeah. or they launch a new way of working hmm. or they restructure the organization yeah. or they make a major announcement of, yeah. of change and they get the corporate email. Yeah. Which goes out blanket to everybody from the board down to the shop floor. Yeah, right. That's usually the process it's, we observe. Yes, right, that's certainly what is, you're yeah. saying is there's some <clears throat> value to that, but we're not looking at the we're not considering the whole picture if we think that's the way to communicate yeah. change. Consistency, yes, we like consistency. Um, there's
0: for it to be consistent and and for it to be effective, it needs a lot of planning. However, it's the delivery of that message. Yeah. Because we have such a diverse workforce, a diverse uh, range of employees, and when I say diverse, I'm not necessarily referring to what um, political people use as a a, a, as a a, 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 a sort of a, a name or a word to sort of click onto, but. As we've worked, we, we've worked with many, many companies in Trans2 Performance, and every time they seem to be blown away, when we start talking about the people, about their unconscious motivators, about what motivates them, and how um, that message is delivered, and how not necessarily how how they, the message is delivered, but how their perception is, what their perception is of that message. Because we need them to understand, um, but not necessarily a blanket statement. Mm. It's
1: how is it going to affect you? So, you've got me thinking here, Spence, and I'm guess. Let me try and pick something out here. What you're saying? There's almost two levels of communication required for change. Yeah, there is the corporate level. Yeah, where the initiation of the communication around what is changing. Yeah, has to carry a level of consistency and hit the masses. Yeah, certainly. However, it's not enough in isolation. What you're saying is where that is backed up by an organization's ability to transcend the message down through the chain mm. and start applying it on an interpersonal level based on a, an, on individuals and how they like to communicate and personality styles and unconscious motivators certainly so there's an element of when communicating change yes consistency and clarity at an organizational level can kick things off yeah but we need senior influencers on the ground, managers, department heads, or whatever it might be, starting to tackle the interpersonal uh, communication, yeah. which is therefore how you capture people's hearts and minds, settle mm. nerves, answer questions, certainly reassure, etc. Mm. Where it's just in isolation, a blanket communication with none of that work. Mm it'll land well with some and not with others.
0: Yeah. Somebody's going to, if we, if we look at the stakeholders, we start looking at the, the sort of um, executive management team uh, who you need to get on board because you need that support. From above, you need that support from the executive management team who will, auto, will almost sort of champion it for you. Um, they will give you the resources you need, they will give you the time that you need if you can get it across to them. However, they're not all the same, they're not all automatons robots whatever yeah. you know they're all uh, they're, they're different people with different motivators so you may have somebody who is very um process detail orientated almost binary they need knowledge they need um time to uh, to process that knowledge and make sense of it themselves whereas you've also got drive uh, people like like drivers people who are driven people who are motivators people who are um fast-paced, buying to a yeah. fast pace they they they, they want to sell a dream they want yeah, to they, they buy don't in a dream. Detail. They yeah, don't need yeah. the detail they don't
1: need the detail They just need the vision, why, you know, where we're headed.
0: So you've got to communicate the same message to different people who are going to, the same message, the consistent message to different people with different motivators. And uh, and that, to get them on board, you're going to have to suss out how people work. And that's all well and good when you're talking about a a reasonably small uh, and and
1: reasonably close knit uh, group of influencers. So do you think therefore that one of the so what I'm picking out here, Spence, and let me just reiterate this because it's fascinating is yes, we understand yes, we agree that there needs to be consistency and clarity with corporate communications around change. but what we're saying is if we really want to penetrate through the organization and 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 secure the buy-in we need from the masses to to effectively come on this journey and implement yeah. the change. At a managerial level, or uh, you know, uh, uh, as you as you go through either upwards or downwards in the organisation, you need to apply interpersonal communication. So we are communicating the consistent message, but in the mm. way that individuals can consume and accept it. And therefore, are you saying that the leadership team and the management team across the board? Is absolutely crucial in this process. Mm. And therefore, them having the training and development or the knowledge and insight of how to read and connect with different people and yeah. deliver that same message in many different ways yes. is of paramount importance. Very much so. Right. Very much. And that's one of the reasons why we do what we
0: do, how we do it. Yeah. Um, so so you've got to you've got to get th- Get the that those people the, the the group that you've just been talking about there. They need to sort of understand it, and because they're different, when we can demonstrate to them, when they can learn that you know what, just because I get it doesn't mean to say they get it. Mm. And the message doesn't have to be different; it's just going to be pitched in a different way. Sometimes, I mean, if you if you start looking at uh, people on a so possibly a little bit of a lower level, you start you get a message from above. This is how it's going to be. This is how it's going to change. Don't get any more information than that. So as a manager, a team manager, team leader, whatever, that's the message you pass to your people.
1: Straight away, your people are going to be like, well, what are we going to do about that? Let's put it into a real context. You get an organisational change initiative in a a production-based or manufacturing organisation to change completely change the shift patterns of the workers. Mm. Right? Let's say this happens. Um, You get the corporate communication down from the board. We're changing shift patterns. It was this. It's now going to be this. These are the pros. Mm. These are the cons. People are going to be happy about this, but they're not going to be happy about this. But look, we've made this decision for this reason. Go, right? As a manager then, what you're saying is you've got to go into your department and you've got to go, right, I know these two or three people are not going to be happy with this. And I know these three or four will be okay and they'll swallow it up, etc. But Either way, I need to I need to deliver this message in the most appropriate way for every all of the six individuals in my team. Yeah. Which means for you, Spencer, if, if if you was in this as an example, yeah. you'd like a bit of detail, you'd like a bit of an explanation, you like yeah. logic. Yeah. So you'd have to get your head around the process and I would have to spend some time with you and not just drop it on you and waltz off. Yeah. We'd probably have to have a sit-down, a coffee, 30 minute answer any questions. And once you've made sense of it in your mind, you'd be on board. And that's whereas Dave, I can mm. say to Dave, who works with us, Spencer, yeah. right, Dave, next week shift patterns are changing, but at a high level, this is why, and he's likely to go. All right. Yeah. Cool. Fair enough. Yeah. So that's what you're talking <clears throat> about, right?
0: That's what we're saying is we've got such diversity in our people, we've got to make sure that they get the answers, uh, the question, the answers to the questions that they're asking themselves. Why am I changing? How's it going to affect me? How's it going to affect my team? How's it going to affect the company? Because this is the mistake that um, upper management uh, tend to make. It's a case of, this is a hard word, so I've got to deliver it hard. Yeah? Yeah. They seem to forget that everybody in the company want the same thing. Everybody in the company want the company to
1: succeed. Mm. Mm. Or or to not challenge that, but... You'd like to think so, yes, and in most cases. In, yeah, and even okay. the ones who, 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 are, who are not fully bothered about the company succeeding because they're just collecting a wage, right? Yeah. Everybody in the company wants to be self-fulfilled and wants to satisfy yeah. their own motivators. That's it, yeah. So you, your point still stands. Yes. One statement or one di- one style can't, can't hit it all, can't right? can't cater for everybody. Okay, so another question for you, because one of the things we see organisations – and managers doing with changes. Usually, a lot of people think that that major change is driven from the top, from the board down. Now mm. it can be, but as we know, in many organisations, even some of the larger ones, yeah. it can be driven from the mid level or from mm. the heads of or whatever it might be. Yeah. Now the way this happens is they tend to think if if you're trying to secure buy-in from above first of all to mm. make the change, once you get the stakeholder back in, job's done. That's my job done. I've got it up through the board. It's yeah. signed off. This change is happening, whether yeah. anybody likes it or not. Yeah. And it's the old added job. You get the stakeholders on board, and it's done, right? Yeah. Well, no. What's your thoughts? No, it's not. <laughs> That's, that, that is, no, it's not.
0: I mean, um, what, we've got to, what we've got to look at is, yeah, the stakeholders have bought into it. Yes, they're giving you support, and that, and that is essential. However, who is this change going to affect, and who is it not going to affect? Because when you start talking about change, we could be talking about something in isolation. We could be talking about a particular process uh, or in a particular area of the company rather than company-wide. Yeah, yeah. So you've got to identify who is it going to affect, who is going to be affected by this change, and then you've got to hunt them down.
1: Yeah. You've got I to mean, they're easy on. to
0: find. They're, they're on the shop floor. Yeah. But, but what I'm saying is, as you said, you've got these people, right, this person, I'm going to tell them, and they're going to go, whoop, yeah, I'm in there, great stuff. I'm going to tell this person, and that person's going to go, right, okay, okay, um, right, I can see this working, uh, okay, yeah. Uh, and they're sort of there, and there's other people who are going to come across to you as being
1: resistant to change. Oh, yeah, Or they're going to be blatantly resistant, right? They're going to be quite, I was spoken by. It. And, and I guess what you're saying there, then, Spencer, is, don't undervalue the stakeholder management downwards or yeah. sideways yeah. as much as you do upwards because yeah. winning the hearts and minds of anybody in the organisation <clears throat> who is going to be directly or indirectly affected by this change is as important hmm. because just because you've got sign-off from the board or at a senior level it's approved and it's going yeah. ahead, it doesn't mean that your job is going to, not going to be made incredibly hard hmm. by other people who are resisting the change.
0: Yes, but are they resisting the change? That's the question I'm saying. If you haven't delivered that message, if their perception of your message is um, skewed, then they may appear resistant to change. And I'm not saying for a minute that everybody will be supportive and nobody will will be resistant. There will be some people who are resistant. But as you said, some people need to make sense of it. They need information, a certain amount of detail, and the time to consider it. So whilst you might be thinking that they're resistant to change, actually, they're just trying to make sense of it. Mm. How is it affecting me? How is it affecting my team? How is it affecting the company? How is it affecting the process? All these questions that they have, they need answering. So a blanket statement ain't going to give them the detail they want. The other thing is, the place they're in now is comfortable. They don't want to leave the comfort zone mm. because we're doing what we're doing. Okay, this is good. I'm happy. I've been doing this for
1: a few years. This is great. We've become creatures of habit, right? But we the do. change is out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Mm. If you have if you, everything we talk about, about chimps yeah. and potentially, is this a threat to me? What does this mean for me, my department, yeah. my job, my future, yeah. et cetera? Yeah. Yeah. Right, you touched upon something. Then give people time to digest the communication and come back. Now, one of the issues with change programs, certainly if they are sensitive or of a of a, you know, an organisational uh, perspective, sometimes there's no opportunity to to get to them up front and start sowing the seed and giving them time. Sometimes the first time they hear about it is when the company can go public with it or when the organisation can start communicating yeah. it. But what we do observe, Spencer, is that. The best leaders, Mm. uh, even at a heads-of or a departmental level, even when that communication comes out, they take time to sit down appropriately, Mm. talk through, and then either give them a a day or so to go away, but Mm. come back with another forum, an open forum, to say, hit me with all your concerns, I want all your questions, and and we'll we'll come back. So Mm. it's not just, right, you've heard the news today, this is happening, get on board with it. Yeah. The, the best leaders who manage change are the ones who communicate the message or or sit down and talk about it, but then they do offer a forum a period of time later to come yeah. back and say, hit me with anything you've got on reflection, yeah. and let's work through it. Yeah, Let's see if we can ease your mind. Let's see if we can answer and Let's see if we can scenario plan. And that's what I would encourage all <clears throat> managers to do listening to this. If you feel like you're getting bombshells dropped on you from yeah. above, yeah. at least you can put that umbrella up. And you can say, well, how do I want to navigate this change and what it means with my team? Yeah. And, and give them the time. I think you said, mm. give them time to think
0: about it and, yeah. and come back. They've got, they've, they get, they'll get detail, mm. but they'll need time to align it in their own minds, mm. answer the questions that they've got. Because if you don't do that, then you're not going to get the buy-in from them. Yeah. And you've also got to consider people who aren't going to be directly affected by change. Mm. because you may sort of turn around uh, analyze the, analyze the process or or whatever the change is that you're doing and say right this is going to directly affect these people and may indirectly affect these people mm. but pay no no heed to the people who it doesn't affect yeah so let's not communicate with them because they don't need to know mm. but if you don't give them information they'll create their own
1: information oh, of course yeah and that's the biggest thing we see what goes wrong with change programs by a lack of information or a poorly delivered message, hmm. people are left to put two and two together and come up with sixteen. Yes, yeah. And read into what this might mean and yeah. what the what oh the, there's a, the, you know this might progress into job redundancies. Yeah. This is this is this new technology system is designed to put these amount of people out of a job. Yeah. You know, yeah. And 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 that happens. So we've got to counteract that by by taking our time, delivering the message, answering questions. And you know what? To do that, it comes back to Simon Sinek's. Start with the why, right? Mm. You you can't just communicate the change and what it means and what it entails. You've got to be able to be fully knowledgeable and aware as a leader yeah. of why the hell we are doing this. And yeah. normally, organisations are implementing change to some benefit of the organisation yes. and its yeah. people. Very rarely is, is anybody implementing change for any other reason, for any, other reason, for any yeah. other reason, but to try and make an improvement. Mm. Yes, so. Um, <clears throat> as long as you become really uh, watertight and on, the, on the why, mm. on the story, yeah. it makes your job easier to say, listen, I know this means X and that, that might present a challenge, but yeah. this is why we're doing it. Yeah. Ultimately, the bigger picture is this and this mm. is what it means for us all.
0: And the way <clears throat> to transcend that, the way to actually challenge that is prior planning. Got, we talk about the six P's, yeah. prior, prior planning prevents and, and this, yeah. that and the other. <laughs> <clears throat> But the thing is, if you spend the time doing the planning before you actually instigate the change, then the, the message that's going to be fed down is going to be consistent mm. and it's going to be detailed. If that planning is executed correctly, at some stage of that planning, you're going to involve the people who are down there doing it yeah. because they... Are doing it and how many times do you know you've, you've talked to people on the shop floor they've turned around and said you know what we could do this better we could do this more efficiently we could do this we could do that blah 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 but nobody listens to us because we're on the shop floor yeah. involve them absolutely if you want to achieve some something talk to the people who can do it yeah ask them questions absolutely. ask for their opinions and, and you obviously you can't do it to everybody but the thing is once those questions have been asked then the spark of change is already
1: there. Hey, somebody was asking me well, about how we could do this, how we could do that. You've transferred ownership. Once yeah. somebody feels that they are part of the change and not the recipient of it, yeah. then there's no change management to do. They're yeah. on the ship, they're driving yeah. the ship, right? Exactly, yeah. So, when for non sensitive change where you can, in the process, engage people and have them contribute, it mm. makes your life even easier because that yeah. triggers crowd contagion. You've already got your circle of trust, yeah. uh, you know, when it's announced. So just coming up to time you spent, so yeah. I want to summarize what I've heard and then yeah. I'm going to invite you for final comments and yeah. anything that I've missed. So, key principles when communicating change. You know, we, we talked at the start what change is, and change is the process of, you know, implementing any transformation, any in- innovation, any change project technologically, from a process perspective and from a people perspective. Yeah. A large part of that is communication. Yeah. Two levels of communication for us. Yes, we understand there has to be a corporate level of communication. Mm. An initial announcement will usually come from the office of the CEO or the the leadership team that says, this is the announcement, Mm. right? That has to be consistent. It's probably usually in the medium of email or whatever it is on an intranet or Mm. a a conference call or whatever the preferred mode of delivery. However, your biggest point was it doesn't stop there. Mm. If we truly want to... Communicate change effectively. We have to empower our managers, arm our managers in with with, and the people who it's going to be affected by in the process, and they have to deliver interpersonal and situationally relevant communication. Be consistent with the message. Mm -hmm. But when you come across the analytical in your team, you need to sit down, give them time, give them detail, answer questions. When you come across the driver, give them why we're doing it, when we're heading, where we're heading, and when it's when it's happening, right? And and just slightly. You know, be that social chameleon we always talk mm. about because we need it to land well with each and every person. Yeah. Um, the other thing you've said is don't just focus on stakeholders upwards yeah. and then its job's done. Yeah. Right. Your your stakeholders below, sidewards, or anybody who is impacted, mm. give it the same level of attention with yeah. their hearts and minds, engage them in the process. Yeah. And, and another thing you said, which really stood out to me, give them time. Mm. Right. If we're going to have change which makes people naturally feel uncertain or worried, right? Give them the detail, talk about the why, right? Give them time to digest it and thinking and, and somehow have an open forum or a forum for them to come back, ask any questions, yeah. vent off, see clarification. See clarification. Yeah. And that's what great leaders of change do. Mm. You know, they don't just communicate it one way and say, get on with it, it's, it's life. Yeah. I took some, some good stuff from that. Any With a couple of minutes left, Spence, anything mm. I've missed or any final points from you? <clears throat>
0: no, all, all I would do is reinforce that. I mean, when you start talking about giving them time, uh, and then then, then I mean, you mentioned something about sort of time sensitivity. Change fast, fail fast. If you want this change to be, susceptible, uh, su- su- to be successful and sustainable, you need to plan. That planning can't be rushed. Yeah. When you execute it, it can't be rushed communicating it backwards and forwards you've got people who can apply the process they can they can do the process thing they can they can analyze the process the technology thing yeah great stuff take time with your people because sometimes they're not resistant to change they just don't understand why they need information they need the time to to, to, to align it in their brains and give them the time because you want this change to be sustainable. You employ these people for a reason. They're valuable to you as people and as employees. Yeah. So you're investing in your people. You're investing in your employees because you want them on board. You want them with you. Mm. So don't skimp on the planning and don't skimp on the time. Do you know
1: what? Final point from me on that, loved it, is... Yes, some some change programs and change initiatives fail because of a technology mishap mm. or because of a product and service mishap or whatever, but it's very rare mm. in the modern age. Most tech uh, change projects fail because of the people element: the resistance, the failure to get buy-in, mm. you know, the the failure to win hearts and minds and shift people to a completely new way of thinking. Yeah. And therefore, what we're saying is your planning it should 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 be a given. Mm. Your technological change in the modern day, should be effective. Changing processes should be, with the right team and the right time, should Mm. be easy. It's the people side that is always going to be your biggest challenge with change. And don't do it a disservice, Mm. is what you're saying. Plan it, win hearts and minds, give them time, prepare for resistance, Mm. two levels of communication, win stakeholders in every direction. Um, And, yeah, it seems to me that in most programmes, it is the part that people prepare for the least. Yeah. We'll deal that when the announce with that when the announcement goes out. Yeah. Yeah. And then before you know it, you're struggling. Yeah. Spence, with fifty seconds left, I think we've just about nailed this for, for this hubcast. So fascinating insight. Uh for anybody on the hub who wants to look on the pathways, looking organizational design and change. has done some wonderful work. And um, yeah, if you can't find what you're looking for, you can request a pathway and we'll look into it for you. But other than that, Spencer, thank you very much. Cheers, Martin. Speak soon. Thank <music> you.